0: Some people want to have relationships with people that can actually place them into assets to say like do you know somebody that can just regularly spit out, you know, one to four unit
1: You're listening to The Right Club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at
2: therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi
3: hey right club nation it is sarah larby here and before we get started i wanted to ask you a quick question have you checked out the rock yet well that's our right club online community it's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people and we've got interactive forums all the podcast episodes hours of videos a wide range of real estate investing training and education. Tons of great information. It's free to join. Be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now on with the podcast.
2: Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to another episode of the Right Club Podcast. I'm Alfonso Slemy. I am here with my amazing co Sarah Larby. How are you oh, doing hello. tonight, Sarah?
3: I'm what good. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It, uh, this past weekend was an awesome weekend. Lots of learning, lots of classes that uh been doing for the business for myself, so it's been uh, it's been a really really uh, kind of weird year. So looking at what actually happened this year, and then uh, looking forward into next year. So it's been uh, it's been great. How have you been doing?
3: Good. I had a great weekend. I uh, had my chef cook a five course meal. Actually, it ended up being six courses for a few friends, and uh, we had a great time and got some wine paired with each of those courses. And I will tell you, you know that beats a restaurant any day <laughs> i would much rather do that than go out for a restaurant at least we're by ourselves we're doing our own thing we can drink as much as we want people can can uber back and leave their cars and uh best of all is uh is the chef is there making food literally as we speak so it was really fun loved it
2: that's awesome who does the dishes though she does oh there you go yeah cool. she cleans Bonus. everything nice. afterwards it's that's awesome even, that's, <laughs> and does okay, all the perfect. grocery
3: shopping and the grocery cool. shopping too
2: That's cool. Bring the restaurant to you. So if anybody could find a way to outsource a restaurant and like atmosphere type thing, it would be you, Sarah, but
3: uh, (laughs) yeah,
2: that's really great. I'm super pumped for, uh, for our, podcast today with uh, scott we uh, we get into it a little bit about investing in the u.s a lot more of the topic uh, people are requesting we're hearing from uh, the feedback and from uh, the right club website the right, right com. some of our forums are on there talking about u.s investing we've had some u.s investors some amazing partners as well too that are helping with us so we get right into that with uh, With Scott, he's a lawyer out there with Royal Legal Solutions. And uh, he's helped a lot of people. He talks the right club language, knowing what you got to do.
3: And he's also retired from, you know, essentially, or, or became financially wealthy using real estate himself. And once he's accomplished that, he decided to share what he's been able to do and help others do the same, which I think is really cool. So check them out, Royal Legal Solutions, Scott Smith, Um, And I think that's, you know, and I think that's a really interesting discussion that we had because U.S. investing is very different than Canadian investing. And so there's a a few things that we went through um, when it comes to the legal structure and, uh, and all that good stuff that is quite different, but it's important as a Canadian to know ahead of time, how you want to structure your investments as uh, you don't want to be double text and you want to be able to ensure that you protect yourself because as uh, as we talk about, there's a lot of lit- litigation in comparison to Canada and uh, you get sued a lot faster and, and more easily in the US and people are just like, they're like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a different world out there. So you definitely need to protect yourself even more, but there's some great opportunities. And, uh, and Scott definitely talks about that and talks about, uh, you know, how he's been able to help some of his clients as well, successfully, uh, create that, that goal and that wealth, um, building for, uh, for them and their families. Yeah,
2: absolutely. A lot of this stuff that he talks about translates and makes it uh, makes it over the border, right? Uh, there's things that are just global and uh, that, you know, whether it's investing in the US or a different city that's not close by here in Canada, a lot of amazing, good ideas and tips and mindset, and even a little bit of some insight of what cities potentially that are good opportunities in the US. So, um, yeah, really. Really uh, awesome chat. Hey guys, if you do like the podcast, if you are enjoying it, share it with a friend, number one. Number two, rate and review. It helps us uh, you know, get out to an even larger audience. Um, and if you think it is helpful, we think it's helpful. Amazing information. We're doing our best. Rate, review it. And uh, yeah, this podcast is going to be amazing. You guys are going to love it. Let's get right to it. Let's do it. Hey, and uh, welcome to the Right Club podcast. Along with uh, with me, Alfonso Slemy, it's Sarah Larby. And today we have uh, Scott Smith. Uh, on the podcast today, so uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott.
0: Yeah, it's really great to be here. i uh, I love doing I love doing the podcast and just an open book of information. So happy to uh, share as deep or as shallow on everything real estate investment related that uh, you guys can throw at me. Yeah, awesome. definitely. And
2: just before uh, just before we started recording, you were uh, letting us know that you're kind of making the trek uh, from Las Vegas to Utah, and you are moving around from Austin uh, during. You no, know, uh, some changes going on with uh, with COVID. So, thanks so much for uh, being able to join us. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know, you know, who you are, what you do, and uh, I don't know. We always say a thirty thousand foot level, but uh, yeah, like if if you were shaking our hand, meeting one of the Right Club Nation, let us uh, know a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So my name is Scott Royal Smith. I'm the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, which is a one stop shop for real estate investors uh, throughout the United States as well as. Uh, Canadian investors looking to in, uh, and buy real estate inside of the United States. Um, and what I've done over the last six years, uh, based on from my own real estate experience, when I got started, um, I, you know I bought my first property when I was in law school and then I was working as a litigation attorney, suing insurance companies, and the whole time buying real estate. And so I accomplished my own financial freedom doing real estate. Um, And now I get to help other people scale to their financial freedom, using the same vehicles I did. Right. So it's really like a homegrown approach and and I built the company Royal Legal Solutions uh, to help other people do it. So we're a team of about 30 people um, of, you know, paralegals, tax professionals, um, other attorneys um, and uh, all we do every day is uh, sit down with people and start, you know, looking at charting out, like what's the path forward to financial freedom? How does real estate help you get there? What's the asset protection tax planning and estate planning that you need to put in place um, to get people from, from A to Z. So uh, it's my life's work. You know, I, I find that it's uh, incredibly rewarding and powerful to give people a clear path of uh, what are the best practices um, that they need to put in place that we've seen, you know, work for over 2000 investor clients that we have all over the country and the world.
3: Very cool. So, you took your success and then you've created, it sounds like a team of experts to work with investors that are looking to, to follow your footsteps or to scale their portfolio and, and to get that, that freedom as well on their end. That's, that's really cool. So, when, when was it from the time that you started investing in real estate to the time that you were able to say, you know, I've done it, I've scaled enough that I'm now financially free? Like, what did that timeline look like?
0: Yeah. So, mine was a little bit uh, different into it. It only took me four years to be able to actually go from, um, you know, what I where I was at starting out from law school to actually accomplish my own financial freedom into it. And that had a lot to do with um, just getting really lucky, I think, you know, like I got really lucky with buying like commercial properties that had active business in them for like $10,000, wow. you know, and so then rehabbing the business and the building was able to generate a ton of capital. And then because I was, you know, an attorney, right, I was really savvy into thinking like, okay, well, what are the angles that people are playing here? So by using 1031 exchanges and looking at how can I scale into um, better financing to quickly acquire uh, many, many properties, um, single family homes, then eventually going into apartment complexes, notes, and land, um, I was able to get there really, really fast. You know, it was 90 hour weeks. But I was able to get there, and so what I realized is that for the average person, though, um, they can't do what I did, right? But um, one of the things that I, I have found to be really successful people is that there are predictable ways that people can emulate parts of it, and to do it in a systematic, predictable way that you know, no matter how much money you have or the amount of time that you have, there's a way to build, and and mm-hmm. that's the part that's really fun for me is you know developing resources and materials and coming onto shows like yours to talk about. OK, well, how can we take those best practices and, and actually chunk them down uh, right. so that way like the average person can say, hey, great, I can't get there in four years, but I can get there in 10.
1: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
3: Hey, Right Club Nation, it's Sarah here. I wanted to take a moment and talk to you about private money for mortgages. As you've been building your real estate team, it is critical that you have a good source of private money, both for borrowing but also to lend out should you want to make more money on your money. Have you been perhaps turned down for a mortgage or reached your max capacity in your borrowing power? Or Are you buying distressed properties to burr or to FLIP that may not initially qualify with a regular bank type of lender? Or maybe on the other hand, you have money that you wanted to loan out on your terms rather than making the measly percentages that the banks are offering you. Well, Private Money for Mortgages is actually a boutique mortgage brokerage that specializes in private mortgages for both borrowers and lenders. And Susan has over 25 years of experience in real estate investing and her brokerage specializes in connecting borrowers and lenders to one another. And she's got many solutions for you. She says, when the bank says no, we say yes. So reach out at one 800 9320437 or 5193427295 or visits private money for and that's the number four. Right, Club Nation. Remember, as you build your real estate portfolio, chances are you will come to a point where bank funded mortgages are no longer an easy option. Or you may need a short-term loan for a first mortgage for a flip or a Burr or maybe a second mortgage to consolidate debt. That is when they can help by providing different types of solutions. And also as a bonus offer, Susan said, mention this podcast when you connect with her and her team, and they will cover the cost of an appraisal for you to a maximum of $500. So either call at 1-800-932-0437 or 519- three four two seventy two ninety five or the website private money for And now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, and we'll definitely get into that. We also like to see, you know, how, how you've been able to do it. So it sounds like you've been yeah. able to do it in a lot of different strategies. So multifamily and commercial and, and notes. And I will say, you know, our listeners being Canadian real estate investors are probably wondering what a 1031 exchange is because we don't have that ability, unfortunately, to have the same types of tax benefits. But, you know, when, when a Canadian investor reaches out to you, like, what are some of the things that they should be aware of, you know, looking at potentially investing in the U.S. markets?
0: Yeah. So really great point. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit um, is because so my path and journey forward, right, was because I was so steeped inside of the industry um, that it allowed me to be able to have access to deals that probably the average person would never have access to. Right. Um, and that has to do a lot with like your market and your marketing right? So if you are able to commit yourself into the right market and marketing, you're going to find deals that nobody else is really getting. And that becomes your strategic advantage, right? But for the average person, they really can't do that much, right? So what we typically look at is say, great, find out like what your risk uh, tolerance is going to be for like what type of assets you like, what type of things that you feel comfortable with, that has you know the right amount of complexity for you that you think you can really handle, and that's number one, and that's your income creation. Then the second thing you have to look at is like how much money does the government steal from you from taxes, you know, and then say, great, well we need to prioritize like around that piece of it next, and then at the very end of it, after you look at um, your deal, the amount of taxes you pay, the expenses that you run into. That leaves you with your net income. So for Canadian investors, it comes really important on two critical pieces. One, when you're investing inside the United States, you have to understand that the US is a very litigious country. So you need proper asset protection in place. So that way, if anything, if the worst case scenario happens, right, hopefully the insurance companies pick it up because you're going to have insurance on any of these properties. Um, But what a lot of people don't know is that you can't really depend on insurance, insurance companies. You hope that they do it, but you can't depend on them because in the U.S. there's unlimited liability and litigation, which means that people can sue you for as much money as they want to. So what you do is, is you put in asset protection principles, right? So you use, um, for Canadian investors, that's typically using a limited partnership structure, which does two things for you. And make sure that if you're ever sued here in the U.S. for any of the business dealings that you're doing, you only lose one asset at most, right? And hopefully none at all, right? But, and that's only if the insurance company doesn't protect you. So hopefully the insurance company protects you. We know that there's about a 10% chance that they won't. And if they don't protect you, you'll have a very limited downside risk. So that's number one that you have to have is the asset protection. Number two, the limited partnership structure as a Canadian investor is best because it also keeps you from having to pay corporate tax rates, right? So if you use LLC structure, C corps, S corps, et cetera, Canada actually makes you pay a corporate tax. Even if it's just you as a solo individual, because they, your old tax laws are a little bit different than the way, they, uh, the way they shake out here. So the biggest things that we see from Canadian investors is that you establish a domestic U.S.-based limited partnership structure in the state, wherever you're going to buy the asset, and then you purchase the asset and you hold it inside of that limited partnership structure.
2: Wow. So, okay. So I heard you say y'all. So where's that original, <laughs> where's where that original uh, accent from? Yeah. So I'm originally from Austin, Texas.
0: Uh, that's okay. actually where the HQ of Royal Legal Solutions is located. Uh, is there in Austin, Texas. I happen to be out in Southern Utah right now. Cause um, as you know, at some point when you have, you know, you have your company and you have the, you, you, you know, you have your investments and you're, you have a great, you know, uh, a lot of great things going on in life you have to start saying like you know am i getting enough time outside am i having enough fun and uh that's why i was like you know what i need to be in southern utah outside of zion national park because that's where it looks like people are having the most fun i've ever seen so uh but the y'all does stick with me wherever i go
2: awesome uh, from austin texas and you know what and through through other you know american podcasts and, and uh information like you know that's you know, uh, that's probably a, a hotspot of buying of real estate, you know, an area that's been growing definitely for the last three years. So let, let's, let's just work it back a little bit. We're, let's say Sarah and I are going to find a property in Austin, Texas, right? Whether it's, you know, three unit, five unit, 10 unit, right? Let's work it back. So we're coming to you and say, Hey, now we have to set up a corp. So we're going to call it like Sarah and Alfonso corp in Austin, Texas to buy this. Is that, is that kind of the structure that way there? Or do we need? Yes. Some- Okay,
0: So we've no. got to be really particular here because this is where it actually gets into like the legalese, right? So uh, corporations in the United States are, are actually really specific types of legal entities. And if you are a Canadian and you buy inside of a corp, corporations are technically everything that has like a, um, a, a separate entity status. Uh, regarding like an S corporation, C corporation, limited liability companies, all those are technically considered types of corporations for Canadian taxation. So on the Canada side of thing, if you were going to come to Austin and buy a property, I'd say, no, no, you don't want a corporation. What you want to set up is something called a limited partnership. And underneath Canadian law, a limited partnership is treated as if it's just you as the individual that is purchasing the property but the advantage is on the US side of it we're going to treat it just like an LLC in terms of liability protection right and for financing purposes. So as a Canadian investor you get all the asset protection and the financing and all the benefits that you have as an LLC by using a limited partnership. some of the internal paperwork is a little bit different but that's it and then that's what you would purchase all of your um, purchase your property through.
3: Got it. That makes sense. And then what about like when it comes to financing and when it comes to get you know, setting up the insurance, I mean, it sounds like you've got a team in place, but you know, from a, a Canadian wanting to invest in, in build a portfolio in the U S you know, what, what does that look like? Because I mean, I know you guys have some, you know, much different um, you know, ways to finance versus us where it's an investment property, it's usually 20% down in Canada as an example, unless you're living in it. Um, and then when it comes to insurance, uh, usually it's pretty straightforward, but I'm sure there's lots of differences. So what do you see on your end uh, when Canadians are looking to invest from financing and insurance?
0: Yeah, so one of the things on that is I can really depend from state to state and sometimes even city to city. Uh, what, what are the types of relationships you're gonna need um, to, to be able to make that deal work, right? So this was actually a really big problem that we ran into when we started trying to go national with Royal legal and international, because I said, well, Holy smokes, you know, you know, really we're experts at asset protection estate planning tax and all of the infrastructure side. But we get a lot of questions that are like this, right? Which is actually really heavy on the investor side. Like I want to make a deal happen. And so for a long time, I tried to resist us actually commenting on anything that had to do with how to make a deal happen because of the complexities got uh, so big there. Um, But, what we found is that people really, really need help, right? They really need help and they really wanna come to like one person that can help guide them through the process from A to Z. So what we did is we started something that we call a family office. So it's $97 a month. We bring people in um, to that, that gives like a network of all of our like information, all of our coaching, Um, everything that has to do with, um, any support, like on these issues, like like who are your preferred vendors, right. That you have relationships with that, you know, are quality people. Um, some people want to have relationships with people that can actually place them into assets to say like, do you know somebody that can just regularly spit out, you know, one to four unit properties that I can just give them money. I know predictably how is that kind of flow for me? So I don't even have to, um, I can buy stuff turnkey. Right. So we developed a, a bit of a community for that because the question is so hard. Right. And it takes it actually takes internal like some of our internal teams on a case by case basis to help vet out. Like, what exactly are you trying to achieve? Who are the right people that we know inside of our network? And then we do like a really small monthly membership like that to be able to afford to pay those team members to maintain those relationships and and kind of facilitate that process.
1: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
2: Hey, Right Club Nation, we want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Wright Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Wright Club, and we have been attending since the second Wright Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We have helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow.
3: Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work.
2: Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I love that. It's it's basically creating a, a whole platform and guiding them through those steps, right? Because again, I've never invested in the U.S., Sarah. I'm pretty sure you haven't, but you know, it's always been kind of a, an idea or looked at. And you know, certain areas are really much more attractive. And the dollar, even with exchange, goes a lot further, right? And then we, we start bringing in some uh, strategic financing or, or creative financing. So, um, you know, what areas? You know, it's a big country. There's 330 million, you know, U.S. citizens. It's a huge land mass. What? Where, what areas are you focusing on or are you seeing, um, I guess, a lot of business in terms of that, that you think are maybe the hot market or places that, uh, that are should, we should invest in now?
0: Yeah, so this could actually even be different by the time this podcast airs, right? Because we're, we're shooting this here, you know, in November, and it might air sometime in April. And so we'll see, you know, how that actually works out, right? So by the time anybody actually hears this, the whole market could be drastically different of where opportunity is, right? So, I mean, I would say if somebody, you know, was listening in on this, you know, like some super secret spy way uh, into it, they would probably, you know, like to hear about like, okay, how I'm really hot, like on the, you know, the Midwest right now. Um, of what's going on, like, inside of the Rust Belt. Um, I really like a lot of stuff that's coming through in Florida. Um, and, um, you know, and, like, Tennessee has been really, like, had some really interesting um, deals come through, as well as San Antonio um, and Texas. Um, and those are those are typically the areas where I'm see- seeing people buy, like, those, you know, 90 dollars to $150,000 properties, and that can actually scale into those pretty, um, for single-family homes, you know, 350 dollars to $400,000 for the, uh, for the, probably like the four unit uh, things. And I keep talking like one to four units because on the US side of things, that's where you get like really, really great uh, financing. You get personal financing instead of commercial financing. Um, so usually for your typical investors, that's where they're gonna start, right? Um, but I would always be looking at, you know if you're listening to this and it's you know in April or after, sometime later, there's just a couple of key things that you wanna stay on top of on the US side of what makes a good deal. Um, look like so one of the things i'm looking at is like what's median income look like you know for that area i want that to be above forty thousand dollars um to say like hey it's at least at this level of threshold of economic stability you know for that area i'm looking for job stability as well so like a lots of governmental things i I really like investing in government around governments or universities Um, and really just watching like my macroeconomic trends around like what's my supply and demand curves look like so if i have a lot of people moving into a city over time, I'm not so price sensitive because I know the demand will actually push prices up over time and say, great, well, I know that that's how those those macroeconomic things are gonna work. So like for just a realist back for a second, this is exactly what happened in Austin, right? So like four or five years ago in Austin, everybody was like, there's no way I'd buy a property in Austin right now and pay, $200 a square foot because prior it was $150 a square foot, right? And they're like, there's no way, this is insane pricing, right? But the demand to move to Austin by major corporations um, uh, and the tech industry was so strong that now pricing in Austin just, you know, a few years later is over $400 a square foot, right? So it's really important, I think, to look at the data trends that are going to be your macro indicators, Um more so than like historics of like, what do we think the proper pricing should be?
3: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, those are important fundamentals, right? And, you know, potentially where, if this, there's universities nearby as well, if they're increasing their student population um, and then just, you know, and, and I don't know if you've got like a list of like all the different things you that you, you know, check and you verify per, per city, because even in the States, I think even almost even more so than Canada, you could be in one town that's 10 minutes or 15 minutes and i mean I, this is what i hear you, you can tell me if i'm wrong but it's completely different versus you know here there's still some differences but i don't ever think it's like as drastic as like you go to the other side of the train tracks and it's like a d area versus like maybe a b area on the other side and it's just like really understanding those those streets even more so like it is still important to do it here but i think you guys just have a, a different level of of those contrasts um, in a lot of places in the U.S.
0: Yeah, and that's why, like, with a lot of our, our like, Navy investors that come in, what they really, really like is going into, like, turnkey providers, right? That says, hey, this, you know, this looks like a, a property in, or, like, a, a section of properties that are in an area. I would just say, like, just in general, turnkey providers are really, really good if you can't ever fly out to a place, right? Because anytime I'm getting into a new area, typically I'll actually fly out and go visit it. You know, walk the neighborhood. I usually think, like, going for like long bike rides or walks are actually really good because you actually get a different feel than driving through it. Um, just because you spend maybe a little bit more time. I don't really know why that works, but Robert Kiyosaki does like the same thing um, when he was really hot into real estate. Um, but turnkey, inv- turnkey providers are really, really great. Right. Because what they've done is said, they said, oh, my business model is built upon the cornerstone of being able to tell people that I have a real asset right? That's going to perform in this kind of way. So then it takes all of the guesswork off of it. So of how do you think that's going to perform because it's the, um, because of the nature of the arrangement that you're going into. So if anybody is investing in Canada, I say, well, great, either partner with somebody here that's local and amazing, right? That'd be like option one. And option two would be, I would think, go to like a turnkey provider. Um, but investing especially here in the States in an area that you've never seen that you don't know anything about and you're doing it all on your own, you can do it. I, I've seen some people do it, but you know, it's also the highest risk way to invest.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons and you know, there's also turnkey companies that, that do a lot better than the others. So like doing your due diligence and your research on these turnkey companies are going to be really important. I mean, there is a downside, right? They, they take a lot of the profit off the top. So you're, you're probably looking at more cash flow. Mortgage pay down over time, maybe not so much of the appreciation that's been forced if you're not the one doing the renos from the start. But there are turnkey companies that have really bad reputations out there. So like, just you know, figure out which ones have the good ones and which ones are you know the ones that you want to partner with because it can go bad pretty quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so that's why I think I, I really like the leverage that we bring. But a lot of other companies are like ours, right? We'll, we'll aggregate into people. We have relationships that are over years, and and that's. That's an I think another step up in quality than what you would get from like a referral from like a buddy that's used a turnkey company, because um, if you can find companies that are like mine, and there's there's a number of them out there, right? They should have relationships with people that are like, hey, over the course of years, like I know these people are quality, right, with like what they do, um, and that's what you really want to target is like that level of a professional relationship to be able to, to actually have real
2: reliability. And and the other thing I just want to underscore is that like you you can't just wash your hands, guys, you have to, people got to, you got to do your own research and work and in keeping different people accountable for different things. When we say turnkey, you know, there's certain levels that, you know, like Scott said, and and I want to go back to it because you know, those macro indicators, that's the research or control that us as investors have to go and look at certain areas, compare and contrast and have ideas. And then really when you are talking to the, you know, the turnkey or, you know, that, that investors really, asking them the right questions and satisfying your own predictions because if it sounds too good to be true sometimes, well, Hey, it, it just might. Right. So uh, let's go back to those, those macro indicators. You said them really quickly, but let's so that the audience can have a good listen to them that when you're looking into a new market.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta think about like what makes sense. You know, like what makes sense for like, what would determine like a price for real estate, right? So one is going to be like your, what's your stability um, in the market, right? For people like needing that type of residence, right? So when you think about that, you're going to think about like, do people have jobs here, right? That's why I like governments, big corporations, those kind of things. Because those, those can usually be like a little bit more stable And universities, right? They're more stable in saying those people have jobs, right? The Economy goes ups and downs, but you know, those kinds of people have jobs. And we're looking for them to so like, well, what more do I know about those people? Well, I know that they're inside of like a certain income range, typically, right? So I'm gonna say, great. Well, I can find out what my income, some research of the needs that we're buying properties in. So I know, and then I can also look at like, what's the government, like all of the local governments and agencies Will typically have economic data that they push out about, like how many people are moving into the town, what the taxes are that are collected, et cetera, right? That comes through. So from its government agencies, you're actually going to be able to pull a lot of the of the data that's going to be like the really high uh, economic data um, on that end, right? Um, a lot of people tend to think about like how much crime is in the area, right? Um, on the U.S. side of things, I'm not sure how it works in Canada, but almost invariably in the U.S., crime follows job stability and economic depression, right? So as long as wages are high enough, right, and that we have high, and good job stability, crime won't be a factor for you. So I don't even pay attention to criminal reports, really, because I don't think that they're actually like the best the best source of information that we really have over like a long-term, right? And that's like another reason why I like to go to an area because, you know, if you, you can kind of feel it, if this is place feels sketchy, you know, even if there's pain, you know, like, it's like, ah, something's not right here, you know, it's good to just go ahead and and spend some, spend some time there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's why like sometimes we hear of like $20,000 houses there's probably a reason why they're twenty thousand dollar houses for the most part, right? And uh, you definitely don't want to be buying something where you're going to put a tenant in there, and never get paid, or have super high vacancies, or you know have drug dealers in the house. <laughs> definitely do your due diligence. It's always good to have, like you said, feet on the street. So you know, walk us through like if I wanted to buy in the U.S. and I wanted you to come up with uh, like a plan and a strategy. Like, what are some of the things that you would go through with me?
0: So typically, let's say that you're like you know first time person. You say, hey Scott, you know I'm looking to get into the real estate in Canada. I want to invest in the United States. I don't really like know like what to do started how can like, how can you help help me do that? So the first thing we do is we say great, enroll into like our family office membership, and we're gonna go through. and We're gonna map out like what's your one sheet, which is like your path to financial freedom. We break down all your eyes from your one sheet of what are the numbers that you need to hit to be able to accomplish your financial freedom from there then we work backwards to say great how much money do you have and what's the roi that you actually need on that money to be able to hit what those targets look like that will then inform us on what's the appropriate asset class that you should be focusing on right because different asset classes have different advantages and disadvantages depending upon what are your underlying fundamentals of your financials so, I say, great. Well, actually, it looks like um, single family homes are what is going to be best for you, right? After we go through and we do that analysis. So, from that point, then we would start looking and say, well, how are we going to acquire the single family homes? Are you going to try to find them yourself? Are you going to be working with like partners through people that you found, like on biggerpockets.com? Um, we have a, a ton of clients that come from a website, as a number of other websites. Do you need like introductions to people inside of our community that are also buying? Uh, properties and maybe you want to partner with somebody that's an existing RLS client because we have you know about 2,000 investors inside of our community to do that um, or are you looking to um, get like a turnkey investor you want to do something on your own but you want to work with a professional that can actually just pair you with the asset that they already have ready and has like a historical precedence of how well that asset performs and that has a lot to do with what do you what do you see your vision moving forward look like so once we decide what they're going to look like and we make that appropriate connections that you need to be able to acquire the assets in the right way, then we'll start looking at, great, well, now let's set up the appropriate legal structures to acquire the assets. Here's the introductions to the financing institutions um, that are going to be able to help lend um, on those assets uh, for you and any of the appropriate tax consultation or estate planning consultation that may be necessary or not necessary, depending upon where you live, if you're a Canadian resident, or if you might actually need a cross-border accountant right, to be able to advise you on what are the more What are the more complex issues that might pertain if you're like a business owner or you have, you know, family issues or something like that that are on the Canadian side or U.S. side that we need to
2: address? Yeah, I love that. Sounds like you've done it a few times. <laughs> it, it sounds very natural. And the good thing is too is you, you have those that experience is with, with different things and and you know typically it's it's tough to say everybody's different but you're asking the right questions right. Figuring out those things first, and then guiding in that right, right direction in terms of how much do you need, how much, to, what do you want to achieve out of this. You need to understand those goals before starting getting involved. Because it all sounds all great, invest in the U.S., but why? Why are you doing it? And, and figure out the plan around it. Well, the the
0: whys are actually so incredibly important, right? And and in fact, I've you know I have clients that are executives at Snapchat and major tech companies, right? That come to me that I'll coach, you know, and they sign up you know they pay exorbitant amounts of money to get one-on-one coaching with me which I tell them that they shouldn't pay for but they decide they want to pay for it anyway right and 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 one of the reasons why i think is it's precisely because of this issue right which is unless we have an ex, a very precise clear path of what exactly we need to achieve all we're doing is grabbing goals and strategies from the universe or other people we hear about and saying i think i should hit that right and that's actually a very ineffective path forward, right? So one of the ways that this actually played out here with me recently is I was sitting down um, with one of my coaching clients and he, I said, well, what kind of return on investment do you need? You know, he made, a, he made over $1.2 million last year working for Snapchat, right? I was like, well, what's the ROI that we actually need to achieve like on the assets? Because he said, well, I want to invest in apartment complexes. And he said, well, I want to I do 22% return on my apartment complex investments. And I was like, well, great. How did you decide that needed to be your target investment number? right? Like, why? Like, why is that? Like, did you, did you actually do the analysis of looking at your full capital stack? What's my return terminal, terminal on portfolio? What, and then what's my target return over time to be able to back into the, the fact that I want to retire with inside of four years? Did you do all that? Nope. i said, say, well, how did you pick 22%? And so we went through, we did all the work and it took us like about two sessions to actually get all of the real numbers onto the sheet. And it turned out that all I needed to make was like a 13% return, which was very doable, much more doable than 22%, right? With much lower risks. So like if we didn't go through that process, what would have happened is he would have sit there trying to swing for home runs, doing much riskier stuff than he needed to do. And because we did the planning, because we got the whys right, because we actually went through and did the hard work of actually Sequences look like and actually doing all of that, then we're actually able to create a real path forward. Right. And, and I tell you guys all this and like, this is such a, it's such a necessary piece of what we do is doing this type of analysis with people. But we do it so often that it's kind of just like washing my hands, right. Of like, how does that all work? And then the real magic is acquiring the assets, legal structures and all of that. Right. Which is actually the core part of like what our business is. But I really wanted to emphasize, the importance of doing this because you think as a normal investor out there that like all of the other guys that are rich and high-powered, full and blah, 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 got it all figured out. And I'll tell you, they don't know nothing. You know, like he's doing it right. You know, they're doing part of it right, but they're winning despite the fact that they're not doing it right. Not right. because well, they're doing it right.
3: And they probably have a lot to start with anyways, right? So even if they don't make the 13% or the 22%, they make 5% on a lot more money to start with. It probably looks decent, but I definitely agree with you. Like planning, strategizing and and figuring out that piece first before going ahead and, and buying stuff I think is gonna be really important so that you, you plan properly based on, on you like you said, what your needs are and what your whys are. So Well,
0: it's how it's how you win before you start. And that's one thing I didn't realize until like you know, maybe even the last year or two that the guys that were the smartest guys that I could find actually already knew they were going to win before they started doing anything. And I was like, how in the world is that possible? And that's when I started getting a lot more serious about these other tools. It's because when you could actually break down, what does the full map look like from start to finish? You already knew what the outcomes were going to be before you ever started. There was no risk in business anymore. There's no risk in investing anymore. Right like all of that gets taken off the table because you have a high levels of clarity. Of what is, you're trying to achieve, you have the right people to go do it with you and you can see that every part of the process is already figured out. Right? So then all there is left is execution.
2: Yeah. Scott, you're, you're talking the right club language, man. You got, uh, there's such a correlation with what, what you do and with what we do at the right club. It's uh, it's really fantastic. And for all those in- investors out there, yeah. The next time somebody says to, you, you know, I need 22%, you know, that's a great question. Co- Why? Really, really break it down why. And I think as we hear, oh, we should be getting this or oh, that person getting that kind of return is, but really testing it against your own, why you need it and how you're going to go about doing it. But we, we oh. could talk, uh, we could talk for hours about, <laughs> it. but uh, I think we're uh, about yeah. ready for uh, the lightning round and uh, cool. yeah, why don't we get to the lightning round questions? So Sarah, I'll let you start.
3: All right. Sounds good. Scott, we're going to ask you for questions. You're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind in about a 10 second response. You ready? Cool. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. Question number one, what is the best advice you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event?
2: Just slow down and think through it. Nice. All right. All right. Question number two of the lightning round. What is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And that could be a book, a training, a person, an event.
0: Yeah, really biggerpockets.com is absolutely my favorite place. It's where I'm actually still learning strategies from other investors in real time about like what's happening inside of markets. What are the new things that people are doing? I love it.
3: All right. Awesome. Next question. Number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful?
0: Uh, The ability to fail and not care, you know, and just keep moving forward anyway.
2: I love that. That is the best one. Uh, The pay, the, what is it? The road to success is paid with, paved with uh, failures,
0: right? Yeah, right. They'll call it failing forward, something like that too, right? The, the reality is, is like it's 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 not about like failure being important. It's the fact that if you don't care, if you fail, that you're like, I did all the right things. And if it fails, it fails. If I work, I work. Actually, most things in life are outside of my control. I'm just going to do the best I can with what I got. It's a tricky place to be able to get self into because it sounds like a little like Jedi mind tricking, but it's incredibly important. If you're on the path of saying like, I want to grow massively, you have to be able to embrace that.
2: Nice, nice. All right. To wrap up the lightning round, what are you doing on a typical Sunday morning? Hopefully, mountain biking.
0: Yeah, I just bought like a Nollie, a Nollie Fugitive, and I've been over here with some world's mountain biking trails out in southern Utah. If uh, anybody's ever around uh, this area and wants to check out Zion National Park, uh, go shred some world-class mountain biking. Go do some caneering, doing something like that. And you're out here, just give me a shout. But uh, yeah, man, nothing better on the weekends than being outside and recharging in nature.
3: Sounds amazing. And I'm sure it's warmer where you are than, uh, than here up in Canada right now. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I would say I'm in sh- like shorts and, a, you know, shorts and a polo right now walking around.
3: A little jealous. I won't lie. Scott, where can our listeners, the Right Club Nation, reach out if they wanted to connect with you?
0: Yeah, best thing to do is just go to royallegalsolutions.com and then click on the tab at the top of the page that says take a quiz. Um, What that quiz is, is basically it gives us all of your basic information that we would need to know like what kinds of information are going to be most helpful for you at the stage of your journey that you're at now, right? Um, I very much believe in trying to help people with as much content information as I can totally for free and that we only charge for being able to actually do stuff for people. So if you go to royallegalsolutions.com and you take the, click the button at the very top that says take a quiz and then fill that out. We'll be able to start that process with pairing you with all of our best content, all of our best strategies, and just see if we're the right fit, you know, to be able to actually help you implement.
2: That's awesome. And Scott, thank you so much for your, uh, your time today. It's been an amazing chat, amazing information. Any last words that uh, you'd like to share with the Right Club Nation? Yeah,
0: one thing I'd like to share with you guys is just a last thought is that it's, it's never the right time. It's never the right time. And the most important thing is to go ahead and take action anyway, even though it's not the right time. This applies to your investing. It applies to starting that diet. It applies to going to go do exercise. It applies to everything in your life. Nothing is ever perfect. It's never the right time. The most important thing to do is to say, what are the little things that I can do that get me just slightly farther down the path of where do I want to go from where I'm at today? Right? So just focus on taking those small actions and uh, you're going to be successful at whatever else you're doing if you just do that.
3: Great advice, Scott. Thank you so much for being on the show and it was a pleasure talking to you. Excellent. Likewise. Thanks, guys. I always like Alfonso when we talk to investors from just like different countries all together and just really understand how things work from a different perspective if we wanted to invest in those uh, those countries. I mean, the U.S. is, is... close it's uh, you know something that a lot of canadians and i think a lot of the right club nation are thinking about so i thought it was a great conversation scott has it sounds like an amazing team and and just the ability to set somebody up fairly easily um to to get uh hit the ground running essentially but uh what are your thoughts what are your takeaways
2: yeah one one thing that scott said was it's so true and something that you know from from jag as a business a right club as a business our own lives treat our own lives as a business but like a predictable way to build, right? There's going to be times in your life just going to have to go nuts, right? And go crazy. And Sarah, I know you were, you were having those like, you know, whatever, 23 and a half hour days, right? And and there's parts of your life where you have to do pull back and you got to kind of those ebbs and flows throughout, but that predictable way of doing it steady and long-term and, you know, not just it's going to happen over one night. And, you know, Scott kind of, was incredible, four years Right. That's, you know, that's like yeah. a term of a U.S. president. Right. Know, hopefully <laughs> by the time this airs, we know who it is at this time. That'd be a terrible joke. Yeah. But again, it's, it happens differently for everyone and getting into that and learning that research. But that predictable way of taking it and knowing why you need 10 percent or 20 percent or 30 percent return on your money, knowing why that was a cool thing for me as well, too.
3: Awesome. Well, Right Club Nation, if you enjoyed this, don't forget, leave a rating review on the podcast. And don't forget, we also have monthly events. Check out therightclub.com and check out our calendar, but also check out the awesome new platform that we have. We're going to be adding so many things every single week. So uh, register, that's free and uh, send us a message on there. Until next time, Alfonso, what do we say?
2: Come grow with us.